Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, personal finance expert, speaker, writer, and business coach. I teach women of color how to build wealth and gain financial independence through side hustles and investing. On this show, we're serving up POC-friendly personal finance knowledge, always with a side of sass. We're talking about how to make dinero, how to keep it, and how to make it grow. If you're ready to become poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. This ain't your abuelita's financial advice. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, and I'm here to help you tackle grown woman business when it comes to all things dinero. We're going to talk about how to make it, keep it, and grow it. On that note, vamos. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. This is your host, Janice. And today I am dropping a bomb ass bonus episode all about career. I know career is on the mind for so many people. Coronavirus has made us question our entire life decisions. And part of that, a big part of that is what you do for a living. So I'm really happy to be bringing a special guest onto the show. Her name is Dr. Jasmine Escalera. She is Puerto Rican. She's from Brooklyn and she's a science nerd like me. Oh my God, Latinas in STEM. I love y'all. We are in it together. I have such a special place for women who understand my struggle as a Latina in STEM. In case you guys don't know, I am actually a chemical engineer by training. And so I've worked in the industry in different forms um, throughout the years. I worked in biotech, I worked in pharma, I worked in cosmetics, I was making makeup at one time for L'Oreal, and I'm still in the industry today. And there is just a really unique struggle for Latinas in STEM. You know, it's a very white dominated environment. And we're always just questioned like, 
the help versus like the bad bitches with graduate degrees that we are. And so I always love talking to someone who can relate that struggle because that shit is so real. So Dr. Escalera received her bachelor's degree in biochemistry from Pace University and a PhD in pharmacology from Yale. Hello. I mean, really, as if those accolades are not enough. She basically took her career in a different direction than a lot of people would think. You know, you think, oh, yeah, I'm going to get a PhD and go make a shit ton of money in some private company that doesn't give a shit about humanity. But she actually pivoted her career and decided that she wanted to focus on nonprofits and following her passion of helping populations in need. And then on top of that, 2019 rolls around and she just makes a whole big ass life decision that she wants to have a greater impact on women of color. And she realized that there's a huge gap in career resources. So she ended up founding a coaching business that focuses on empowering women of color to develop skills that will ensure that they can step into their greatness within their career and beyond. So if that doesn't tantalize you for this conversation, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You probably are dead. You have a dead soul and I can't help you. But if that sounds like the kind of woman that you want to know, then tune into this conversation because I am so happy to be hosting Dr. Escalera on the podcast. Let's get into it. All right, Jasmine, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. I was actively searching on Instagram for a Latina who is talking about career because I feel like so many people are thinking, what am I doing with my life right now? (laughs) Especially with (laughs) coronavirus kind of throwing us all into this place where we're questioning like the legitimacy and the sustainability of our jobs right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of people are sitting around thinking about like, if I do go back to work, do I want to go back to doing what I was doing? So I think this is a really timely time to have this conversation. And I'm super excited to have you here. So thank you. Thank you so much. I'm very excited about it. All right. So let's get right into it because I have a ton of questions for you. So you are a fellow Latina in STEM. Whoop, whoop. I'm Yay. so excited because so am I. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. And you actually have a PhD. So let me say, doctor, thank you for being here. Welcome. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I like to drop it every once in a while. <laughs> I've been dropping that shit all the time, honey. You earned that, okay? And not just a doctor from anywhere. You have a doctor from Yale. I mean, come on. Yes, yes. Yale, um, Yale has some prestige to it. It has some street cred. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Yale and your background, like, can you just talk us through kind of where you, you know, what what you're doing today, your career trajectory, and what it is that you actually do? Yeah, sure. So um, I guess my, my career trajectory kind of starts really from where I grew up. Um, so I was born and raised in Brooklyn. I was actually born and raised in the projects in uh, Gravesend, Brooklyn, which is near to Coney Island. And I, I just fell in love with science and specifically chemistry when I was like itty bitty, like in high school, um, you know, my high school chemistry teacher was mixing chemicals and creating colors. And I was like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) Um, And I just I really fell in love with it. I fell in love with data. And that sort of started my trajectory into the STEM field. I got my um, bachelor's degree in biochemistry from Pace, my PhD in pharmacology from Yale. And, you know, I just I felt so empowered during that journey, but also things were so complicated because I don't want to date myself, but I, you know, I've been in the STEM field now for almost 20 years. Um, And, you know, the STEM field is a very predominantly white male, even to this day. Um, So there were a lot of challenges and struggles that I faced being, you know, a Latina in STEM, especially back when, you know, we had, it was even more infiltrated with, you know, the white male mentality. Um, So, you know, about halfway through my time at at Yale, I really started to kind of undergo this sort of self-discovery process. I had this idea growing up from in the projects, I was like, I'm going to make a shit ton of money and I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to buy my parents a house. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so when I was at Yale, my whole mentality was I'm going to go into the pharmaceutical industry and I'm going to make money. Um, And about halfway through my time at Yale during that sort of self-discovery, I recognized that like if I went that route, I was going to be completely losing myself. 
and really losing the sense of community that like almost kind of helped me get to where I was. Um, so I really decided to kind of take a pivot and to utilize my love of science, the skills that I had learned in terms of my bachelor's degree and PhD, and to really think more about what do I want to do in my career that would more suit my passions and my purpose. And my passions and my purpose were really to give back to the community that helped me get to where I was. Mm. Um, so I really decided to take that pivot and for the last 10 years, I've been working in nonprofit management, and I've been helping nonprofit organizations really develop research projects um, and research studies and clinical work that answers questions around the quality of life and health care for populations in need. And that has been the most amazing experience for me even though it also has been really challenging because I still have been in a research um, setting and it still is incredibly white male dominated. Mm -hmm. um, so I faced, even though I love my job and I love what I do, I still continually face challenges. So hitting walls, not having people listen to me, not feeling like I was being recognized in meetings, not feeling like I even had a seat at the table, feeling like, you know, the boys club was talking about all this stuff and being left out. Even though I was a director at a nonprofit, I still was being left out. Um, so a little over a year ago, I sort of went on another sort of journey of mine in which I was just kind of like, how can I like empower myself more? How can I gain the confidence to be my authentic self, you know, to be the person that I, I was when I was a kid? You know, when I was a kid, I thought I could take over the world. And I had all of these amazing people in my community telling me that I could. But somehow I lost that. Um, and so when I went on that kind of like journey, that second journey of empowerment um, and really understanding what that meant to me, I started to recognize that like there weren't that many resources out there for women of color, especially for Latinas, in which, you know, we were being taught how to claim our space when it came to the workplace. Um, so I decided, well, hell, I'm going to make it for myself, you know, and, and I decided that during my journey, I was going to learn as much as I possibly could and utilize that 10 years of management experience to become a career coach and to coach other women of color to claim the space that they deserve. And um, my ultimate goal in my career coaching is I want to give women the skills and the strength to really take on leadership roles. And my ultimate goal in life would be to flood the freaking workforce with bomb ass women of color who are just taking charge. Oh my gosh. I, I have so much to unpack in what you said. Like if you saw me right now, I was like, like shaking my head at every single thing that you said, because again, as a Latina in STEM, I know exactly what you mean, where you feel like you're just, you're excluded from the conversations mm -hmm. that matter because you're a woman, you're Latina. When you get feedback of being assertive, it comes off like they're like saying you're aggressive instead of mm -hmm. the same feedback they would give to a man. Right. And oh, my gosh. So I love what you're doing. And I'm curious to know, like what your upbringing was like, because for somebody to have accomplished what you've accomplished, like that doesn't happen without a support system. So I'd love to know, like, what your upbringing was like, what your parents were like, like, mm -hmm. how did you end up, you know, going to to Yale and doing all this stuff? Because I think that that support system is really important. Yeah. So um, talking about my parents always gets me a little bit teary. So, mm. it, you know, just <laughs> putting it out you. there. I'm the same um, way. <laughs> but, you know, I have two amazing parents and they are just they taught me what resilience means. Um and so when I was about three years old, uh, my dad had a traumatic brain injury and he had that injury, I think it was about two years before the concussion guidelines came out. And the concussion guidelines came out by an amazing nonprofit organization called the Brain Trauma Foundation, which later in my life, I actually worked for for a few years. Oh, wow. um, but because the, there were no guidelines for concussion, my dad actually sought, sat in Coney Island Hospital in Brooklyn, New York. Um, they thought he had a uh, broken arm, so they left him there for hours. And meanwhile, he oh was bleeding gosh. in the brain internally. And um, because of that, he then, once they finally figured out, well, something's going on here because he started having seizures and other things, um, 
They rushed him in. He had a brain operation, but he ended up becoming partially paralyzed because of it. He had to learn how to walk and talk again. And this was when he was, I think, 22, 23 years old. So we're talking about a young man here who has the prime of his life ahead of him. And he was married. He had me as a little girl. And my mom, you know, because he wasn't able to walk and had to go through all of that, had to step up and become the primary breadwinner. And my dad had to step to the side and become the man to support the woman who was the primary breadwinner. And he raised two daughters. So he was surrounded by women. Um, So, you know, this was a time when men did not do shit like this, and especially not Hispanic men. Um, That's just unheard of, um, especially back then. So my dad, instead of like beating himself down, he decided that he was going to build every woman around him to be the best woman that they could be. I say to everyone, my dad is the biggest feminist you will ever meet. He Mm. truly believes that women can do anything. So I had two role models. I had this man who was telling me in my ear every single day that I was going to change the world. And then I had this woman who was out there doing the hustle, doing the grind. My mom got her bachelor's and her master's later in life when I was an older, I was in my teen, I was in my teens when she did that. So I got to see these two amazing individuals who granted had a lot of struggles. It was very difficult. We grew up, you know, not having a lot, but they provide, but what they provided, I felt like was more than money. They provided these role models that I got to look up to where, you know, someone who overcame an an amazing challenge and another woman who just was like, I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm going to do it. I have to support my family. So they really taught me how to hustle. They really taught me resiliency and they taught me the power of education because my dad only had his high school degree. My mom, you know, was striving while while you know working full time and raising two daughters and having, you know, to take care of her husband. She she somehow made it all through college. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was just this amazing I had just two wonderful parents who just told me taught me never to stop. Like if you want something, you just go and you fucking get it. That is amazing. And I think that's such an important message that, you know, a lot of people don't realize the power of your support system and how it can push you to accomplish amazing things. And that doesn't necessarily have to come from your family. Like, you know, we don't, we all don't have like the same type of relationships with family, but like you need to find a support system that pushes you to excel. So that's amazing that your family was able to do that for you. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm really curious about the decision that you made to work for a nonprofit, because obviously you knew that by doing that, you were potentially giving up a more lucrative career financially versus going into corporate. So how do you reconcile giving up that income growth potential with your desire to help the community? Because I think a lot of people kind of struggle with what's the best decision, you know? Okay, so in terms of um, advice that I would give to anyone, my particular piece of advice is always just to connect to who you are, your purpose, and your passion. I think that's incredibly, incredibly important because, you know, in terms of selecting a nonprofit versus a for-profit, as I kind of mentioned to you before, I was on the for-profit journey, but I really recognized that that journey was very inauthentic to who I who I was and where I came from. There is no knocking whether to go for for for-profit or not for profit. I think it really just has to be about you and what your goals are in life. And again, how you define career success. I've known many people who have done the for-profit route to be able to achieve what they want in terms of financial freedom and then pivot into the not-for-profit. And I think that is incredibly a smart way to go. Um, Just be able to understand what are my goals in terms of my career career, in terms of my finances, in terms of financial freedom, and how can I achieve that while still being authentic to myself? Yeah, I love that. So what advice would you have for someone who's looking to discover their true passion or purpose in life? I think a lot of us struggle with identifying and even knowing where to start to to figure that out. 
Yeah, that's always tough. I have a lot of clients that come to me and just say, you know, they're working a nine to five, they're doing the grind, but they just don't like it. And it's, it's almost kind of like grueling to go to the job. And it's soul sucking. And believe me, I felt I felt that way a few times in, in my career, even though I was doing things that I love to do. But in terms mm-hmm. of your passion and really being able to connect to that. I always tell individuals to think about what you absolutely love to do. What is it that you get completely lost in when you're doing it and just simply love? The other thing that I suggest to individuals is like when we were kids, we had somehow this capacity to dream and everyone allowed us to do that. And when we become adults, we sort of put these chains on ourselves um, and we think that everybody else is putting that on us, but it's really within ourselves. So unleash yourself and give yourself the ability to dream, to explore. Sometimes that passion project has absolutely nothing to do what you're doing with what you're doing right now, but allow you to explore that, to sit in it and to think about it. And the other thing I suggest people do is those around you know what you're fantastic at. They can see that glow and that light when you're doing something that you absolutely love and are passionate about. So ask the people around you, what is it that I'm great at? Or what is it that you see me glowing when I do it? So, you know, in terms of giving yourself the ability to dream, giving yourself the ability to think, giving yourself the space, but also allowing for others around you to really also praise you and talk to you about what they think you're really passionate about could be, you know, great ways to start. You know, I think as a Latina, we deal with a lot of pressure from our families, right? And that boils down to just expectations that they have for us. And a lot of us first generations, there's a lot of of pressure to live up to their expectations. So I think a lot of the times our career choices, our career paths are heavily influenced by family. So how, how does one deal with the expectations of family if they don't necessarily align with what you envision for your life from a career standpoint? Yeah, that's a challenging one. Um, You know, I definitely feel like in terms of selecting a, um, in terms of selecting career like STEM, I always sort of dealt with the fact that my family had no freaking idea what I was doing um, (laughs) or what I was talking about. And, you know, when I got my PhD, they were just like, oh, yeah, she's a doctor thinking that, you know, I was a doctor different from the doctor that I am. Right. Um, so I, I dealt a lot with my family just having no idea, frankly, what I was doing and a lot of times feeling very isolated and alienated from them, even though that's not what they were. That's not what they were trying to do do. It's just like I was in a completely different zone from them. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing the same things that they were doing or my friends were doing. And so I dealt a lot with isolation from um, and from even friends. I felt like I lost a lot of friends the further I went along in school and the more book smart I became and less, you know, about being out and being about. Um, Mm -hmm. In terms of dealing with your family, I think it it really comes from a a place of honesty and being honest with your family about what it is that you really want to do in order to be successful in your life. Um, It is really challenging. I think a lot of people still deal with this with family um, that really wants to see you on a certain path to be successful. And they they have this kind of definition as to what that means. Um, And they are they can almost sort of be a bit um, in the box when they do that thinking. Like I know a lot of people who've said, oh, my family wants me to be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. And they pigeonhole them. Um, And it can be mental to the child's growth, to their own growth and their own expansion. And I, I really take the road of honesty and having those hard communications and just being truthful with your family members and your parents. And just really talking to them about what it is that you love, what it is that you love about yourself and what it is that you want to do. Those conversations can be so, so hard, but so many conversations in our lives are hard. And if we don't have them, we're just not going to be happy with ourselves in the long run. You can't live someone else's life. So I think it's really important and valuable to just be open and honest with parents about what you feel is going to make you truly happy in your life. Um, I think that's really the only road we can take. 
Yeah. You, I love what you said. You know, it's your life to live and there's no point in, in not using the time that you have on this planet, which is obviously limited to do something that lights you up. So yeah. that when you, it's all said and done and you look back at your life, you can say, I lived a life that was authentic to my purpose and I didn't spend it worried about what other people thought I should be doing. 100%. I think it's so important to, to recognize that. So, you know, there's a lot of people right now that are dealing with job losses and they might be thinking, you know, maybe now is the time to pivot or redirect my career. I'm not happy. I'm realizing that now that I have a, t- a chance to sit and think. And so what advice would you give someone that is ready to like pivot or redirect their career, but doesn't know where to start? Well, I, you know, I hate to say this because there's so much going on in the world right now and it's such a difficult time. Um, But I really think that this is a precious moment that individuals can cease so long as mentally they're capable to there's and emotionally, there's a lot going on. And if you need the time to sit back and process that, by all means, take that moment. That's important and valuable. If you can really take the time to think about what it is that I want my next step to be and utilize this time to be strategic, you are in a great moment to do so because so much is going to change after this. We have now companies that are realizing that remote work is a possibility. So if you want to be able to work remotely, this is a great moment to show your level of productivity. And when you get back into the office or when they start talking about transition plans back into the office to approach your boss about the possibility of doing remote work because you were so bomb ass at it. If you Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero want to make a career transition, this is an amazing time because, wow, the system is like flooded right now with free trainings. There's free trainings, there's free events, there's free things that you can do to really be able to sit back and learn some new skills and learn something new about a field that you would like to pivot into. The other thing that I tell people is it's a wonderful time to start online networking if you're not doing it. So I'm a huge, huge, huge proponent of the utility of LinkedIn to be able to find new jobs, find new individuals who could potentially connect you to jobs, and also get to know organizations 
that you'd be interested in working for. So if you don't have a LinkedIn profile, I would say this is the perfect opportunity and time to really get on LinkedIn and use the system. I actually have on my website um, a free guidebook that anyone can download, and it's how to create a LinkedIn profile in just a day, which is wonderful. It's super easy. And then jump on the platform, start connecting with organizations that are interesting to you. So my passion is really, you know, educational equity, gender equality. So I'm always connecting with organizations that focus on that, nonprofit organizations, connect with groups on LinkedIn, check out who are in those groups and work for those organizations and start making those links. So this is a wonderful opportunity if you can to step into something completely different or to prepare yourself so that when we are all released back into the wild, whenever that might be, you know, you are ready to seize the opportunity. Love that. So speaking of pivoting, obviously you pivoted your own career to start a career coaching business. So I'd be so curious to know like how you went about doing that. Yeah. So for me, um, I'm a big time learner. So, and, and I think that comes back to like the researcher in me is I want to like devour information. Like that's just Mm -hmm. how I am. So for me, you know, when I was going through that sort of process of, am I happy in my career? Is this really what I want to do? And I did that exploration and I found those kind of gaps in terms of, you know, the, the coaching space for Latinas and for women of color, I just decided like I was going to learn everything that I needed to, to be an exceptional coach. So I decided to become a certified life coach and then a certified career coach. Um, and I am constantly, constantly, constantly taking in information. I probably buy two to three Amazon books a week. I mean, my apartment is full of books. My boyfriend is going to kill me. Um, and I'm just <laughs> constantly learning. And I think that's the thing is, you know, it's important that if you want to make a pivot or if you want to go into a new space or if you are thinking about what is my passion project and what do I want to do next, to really research and to learn and to open up your mind, your heart, your soul, your being to taking in everything that the universe can offer you in terms of opportunities, in terms of growth, in terms of learning. So really be open to that space. Love that. So do you have any like soft skills that you think people should think about when they're thinking about a career transition? Like say somebody's like a math teacher, but they actually want to become like a CPA or something, or they want to teach finance. Like how do you kind of transition from one career to another when it comes to like the soft skills that are, that are, you know, interchangeable? Yeah. So I think it's really interesting because I have a lot of individuals that come to me and they say, you know, I want to go from this all the way to this. And in their minds, it seems like the biggest leap ever. And when Mm -hmm. you actually sit down and you break down, okay, what are you really great at? What are your strengths? And how are they actually applicable to that other position? It starts to become much more obvious. So I always tell individuals, you know, start with the exercise of what are my strengths and what are my skills? And there are a ton of resources online that can help you to do that. And then really look at the positions that you want to go into or the opportunities that you want to go into and see how those particular skills or strengths match that. And you'd be very, very surprised that they match very easily. So, you know, some skills like if you're a teacher, you know, teaching is is a big thing, but so is communication. So is breaking down information and ideas. And if you want to go into finance, you know, those things are incredibly applicable to that specific area too. So I think a lot of times people kind of put the mindset on themselves of this isn't possible, and then it just doesn't become possible. But if you actually sit down and say, what am I great at? What am I exceptional at? What are the skills that I have? And how can I map those onto this new opportunity? You'd be very surprised at how much they actually can map. Absolutely. That is so true. And that, that I think stresses the importance too of just always learning, mm-hmm. right? You cannot go wrong just continuously adding to your skill set because it just makes you 
that much more valuable, whether you're working for yourself or for someone else. 100%. Absolutely. And I'm a bit like that. Like I said, I'm a big person who constantly loves to read, to learn, to know. I mean, I must be doing like five webinars right now. I'm driving myself nuts. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, I love it. And when someone sends me a new link of a free training, I have a friend of mine who sends me links for free trainings. I'm like, can you please just stop? Because I just, I can't do any more. <laughs> yeah, I sign up for all of them. It's insane. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, so we all know women are notoriously bad negotiators, especially when it comes to their careers and salaries. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for women that are potentially facing, you know, a new job and they're kind of in that negotiation phase? What should they be thinking about? Yeah, so um, we are seriously terrible negotiators. And I, you know, that's <laughs> not... I hey, look, I'm a proponent of everything woman. And but I really do think that we have to break out of the shell. Um, it's so important for us because we there is a huge gender pay gap out there. And in order for us to overcome that, we need to overcome our fear of not really asking for what we deserve and feeling almost kind of making excuses for it too. And I've, mm-hmm. I've done this too. Like, oh, you know, I've been a, a, in a director level position and I've been scared to ask for a raise because I know that the company might not be in the best financial situation. And it's like, well, that's mm. not fair to me because I've been working my butt off this entire time right. and I deserve it because I know what the pay should be. So I, I think that sometimes we also make a lot of excuses and we need to stop doing that. We need to stop claiming the space and really owning our worth. And that does come from salary. So for anyone who's ever thinking about negotiating a salary or asking for a pay raise, it really starts with the accomplishments. So what is the value that you add to this company? What is the value that you add to this position? And if you've been in the role, what is the contribution and the accomplishments that you've made thus far? I tell my clients all the time, it is so important to keep a work journal. So every Friday, I have a 30-minute block in my calendar where I think about the last week and what I have accomplished. And I do that for two reasons. I like to pat myself on the back um, and say, hey, you did a great (laughs) job. But I also do that because that's what sets me up to be able to have those conversations when it comes to pay raise time and when it comes for me advocating for myself in terms of a raise. It's hard to think about your accomplishments and really set yourself up for that conversation if you're thinking about what you did last year. That's just, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say, you know, really think about the value, think about the contribution that you add think about the accomplishments that you've made and almost kind of like start to bullet point that out and then pick the ones that you feel are the most impactful and have the most like oomph behind them. You know, if you increase sales by 20%, like if you can number it, that's awesome. And then have the conversation with your boss. It's again, another hard conversation. And we talked about hard conversations when talking with parents, but it's a mm-hmm. hard conversation, but you need to have it or else we are still always going to be stuck in this space. Um, so, and, and I prepare for hard conversations by just doing that, like writing out exactly what my value and contribution is and my accomplishments, and then going into that meeting and saying, set the stage. It's been, I've had an amazing time here. It's been a wonderful ride. Here's all of the things that I've been able to do. And you put the ask at the end. I'd really like to start the conversation of a pay raise and acknowledge the fact that that may not happen right in that second, you know, but the the point is to really get the other individual on the other end, able to understand and to see your value, scared that they're going to lose you because you're amazing and you've just told them why and ready to start that conversation with you about what that could potentially look like. Absolutely. You have to put yourself out there in order for them to even know that you want yeah. to right? How's anybody going to help you? <laughs> they don't even exactly, know. Exactly. So um, let's move to interviews because I feel like that's something that quite a number of people might be, you know, facing in the near term future. So can you share with us some do's and don'ts for interviews? Sure. Yeah. So um, my biggest do for interviews is, again, preparation. I, I actually, um, I get super <laughs> nervous with everything. Um, and so my, my real combat for that is preparation. So I always tell individuals, prepare, prepare, prepare. 
when you're going into an interview, know the company, know who you're speaking with, know everyone you're meeting. If you get an interview set up and they don't tell you who you're meeting with, you better ask who it's going to be. Um, so preparation really, truly is key. I think the other important thing is, um, and it goes back to knowing, you know, knowing your passions, knowing your why, really get a high, really get a good grasp on why do I want to work for this company and why do I want to work in this role? Um, that'll really help you in terms of the interview because in the interview, they want to know that you're a good fit culturally. They want to know do the job, but you're going to do it well and you're going to fit in within the scope of the culture of the company. So knowing why you want to work there and being able to speak to that and how it connects to not just what you've done in your career, but what you want to do in your career is incredibly important and incredibly valuable. And knowing why you want this freaking job. It can't, it, <laughs> it can't just be, I want this job because I want to get out of my other shithole job. Like it has to be, mm -hmm. I, I really want this job because I can do X, Y, and Z. Or I really want this job because I can do this, but there's also opportunities for growth, which I don't have elsewhere. So I think the preparation mm -hmm. is number one knowing why you want to work for the company, knowing why you connect to that company, their values, their mission, their culture, and knowing why you want this job and being able to verbalize that and connect that to your story is so important. That's great. Anything that we should steer clear from entirely when you're doing interview prep? Interviews, yeah. I mean, I think in terms of steering clear, um, this happened to me recently, and it was something that like really resonated with me. Um, you know, I in 2019, I did so much deep exploration of myself. I ended up moving away from two different positions. I left two different roles in 2019. 2019. 2019 wow. was crazy. 2020 <laughs> is crazy. I don't know when the crazy is going to end. But, you know, I left those positions because they weren't they weren't fulfilling me. They weren't fulfilling my passion. They were not my calling at all. And I, I had to go. And, you know, during the interview process, um, I think that the interviewers really wanted to understand, of course, like, why the hell did you skip out on two jobs in, in 2019? And, you know, what mm -hmm. makes us what makes us believe that you're going to stay here. Um, so I think, yeah. you know, the biggest mistake that you can make is not owning your shit. Um, don't mm. try to steer anybody away or bullshit anybody because it is just not going to work. Um, you know, people <laughs> will be able to read right through you. So I had to have an authentic answer that made sense and that individuals could really understand. And it took me even as a career coach practice to be able to come up with that explanation that wasn't bullshit. It was true. And that would resonate with them. And that so they would understand, OK, I get it. Let's move on. So the biggest mistake that you can make is is lying about anything or trying to bullshit something like if you have something in your resume or something in your past that you need to clarify clarify it practice the answer tell it to a few people if you have a friend who happens to be a recruiter or hr person have them help you craft it hire a coach to work with you like these are you have to be able to go into an interview completely confident and you know don't try to get over on something Absolutely. That's so important. I think we all have career situations that need ex explanation for whatever reason. And, you know, honesty is always the best policy because nine times out of 10, if you're lying about something, they can definitely call your employer. Oh, yeah. They'll, so. that, they'll be able <laughs> to see point? it right when you start your answer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I want to talk a little bit about mindset because I feel like that has such an impact on people's careers. And I know personally a lot of people who struggle with the responsibilities they have in life, being moms and, you know, wives and all this stuff and being stuck in jobs that they don't necessarily love. And, you know, on one hand, they want to make a change. But then on the other hand, they're like scared to disrupt the status quo because they don't know what it's going to do to their sense of comfort or their family's expectations. So what like advice do you have for someone to kind of get past that mental block? Yeah, I think you just have to be a disruptor. I mean, I live my life with the idea that if you are too comfortable, 
there's something wrong. And I'll give you an example. I mean, the, the first job that I left in, you know, last year, um, in 2019, I left that job. I was making very, very good money in a nonprofit setting. And I left because I was like, oh, I am way too comfortable because I am allowing, I am allowing mm. people to do things that I would not, I would just not accept um, otherwise. I'm just way too comfortable in this space. So I think for me, the biggest thing that I would tell individuals is if there is an inkling that you're not doing something right, that you're too comfortable, that you're not, you know, muckying it up a little bit, that you're just kind of complacent, that you're just going with the flow, you've got to start making some changes because you will keep going down this path just because you think that's what you're supposed to do to keep the status quo. And you will wake up one day and not even recognize the person that you're looking at in the mirror. Like that's how, that's how mm -hmm. deep it goes. It goes really, really deep. So I think, you know, if you, if you are feeling too comfortable, if you're feeling like, oh, wow, like I'm just kind of going with the flow. I'm just waking up at seven, getting there by nine, leaving by five. There's no joy in that. So I, I really do think that you have to start thinking about going deep and thinking about what it is that you really want to do and what, you, what it is that you really need to change to disrupt that cycle. I love that. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. And sometimes that requires mm -hmm. therapy. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we have to dig into when it comes to why we make the decisions we make. And you can't be afraid of that, of exploring that, because that literally dictates the life that you're 100%. Right yeah. Therapy is key. I've done a lot of it. <laughs> we all could use a little bit girl the same way that people are proactive yes. about their physical health and they go to the doctor i mean girl the brain is oh, a yeah, powerful 100. thing and if you don't get it checked out it can do a lot 100%, of damage 100 percent, 100 percent. i i worked in children's mental health um i still am in the mental health realm um but i worked in children's mental health for six years and um it's amazing how it starts so young you know, how it starts right mm -hmm. from the beginning, just being able to, you know, have that positive mindset, have that growth mindset to be able to feel good about yourself. And if you don't, what that impact is for the rest of your life. I mean, it's it's really wild to see. Yeah, I'm sure. So I'm curious, what advice would you give your 18 year old self about career? Oh my God, I could write a book <laughs> for my 18 year old self. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, you know, for my 18 year old self, I would say don't follow the rules. Um, you know, I, mm. I, when I was an undergrad, I had a lot of individuals telling me, oh, all you can do is go to medical school or go to graduate school. Like, that's it. Like you have a bachelor's degree in biochemistry. Mm -hmm. There is no other route. Um, and I went the graduate school route and I'm happy I did because it opened a lot of opportunities for me. But I listened to other people. I let other people dictate how I could live my life and dictate the rules of my life and dictate the boundaries of my life. And I don't, I don't ever want to do that again. Like, I don't want ever anyone to tell me that there's only two options. There are a million options and you get to pick one. So I think, you know, if I could go back to my younger self, the number one thing I would say is like, don't follow the rules and don't listen to anybody. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> amen i love that that is like words to live by in any yeah 100 percent. 
Oh, I love it. Okay. So where can we find out more about you? Uh, yeah. So I am on Instagram um, all the time. It seems like that's how I got connected with you, which is amazing. <laughs> um, so yes. I'm on Instagram at Jasmine Escalera coaching. I'm also on LinkedIn, Jasmine Escalera, and you can check out my website, uh, which is jasmineescalera.com. And there's free resources there. And um, I also do free 30 minute coaching sessions. So, and you can book right on the website. So go for it. I love it. Jasmine, thank you so much for this amazing conversation. You have shared so many gems when it comes to just how to take hold of your career and make sure that you're living a life that fits your purpose. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you so much. This has been an amazing opportunity. I love everything that you do and I sing your praises all the time. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Guys, I hope you love that episode. Like, I cannot tell you the amount of amazing women that I am meeting on Instagram through hosting this podcast. Like, we, you know, it's really easy to feel like when you're in this place of elevation that there's like nobody around you that really gets it. But yo, there are so many of us that are just trying to level up and Jasmine is no exception, okay? So I really love this conversation. I think she dropped so many gems, like... If you are in any point of your career, whether it's assessing what you're doing and you want to make a career change, maybe you're interviewing, maybe you're ready to just say, fuck everybody's expectations. I'm going to do my own shit. She gave y'all all the advice that you need and then some. So I really hope that you support her. Go to her Instagram, Jasmine Escalera Coaching. Go to her website, book a free 30 minute consult because who can't use some career advice? Like, come on. When we're talking about money and personal finance and empowering yourself, like your career is going to be a big part of that. So you need to take the bull by the horns and make that shit work for you. And as a reminder, guys, you can also follow me on Instagram at Yo Quiero Dinero Podcast. We're having a ball over there all the time. There's just random shit. I have a very um, spastic personality, maybe. Is that the word? I don't know. But we're just joking you know i'm sharing memes all types of reckless shit like just come over and have fun with us and you'll also find out how to register for the free side hustle summit april 20th to the 24th which i'm co-hosting with four amazing latinas and so if you haven't registered for that i don't know what you're waiting for because again during this episode we talked about taking opportunities to learn you should always be learning always be learning And we're going to give you five days of free workshops in order for you to do that. So I hope to see you there. It's going to be popping. We're having giveaways. We're having all kinds of shit happening. So I would definitely not miss it. And of course, if you're loving this podcast, make sure to share it because that's the only way that people like you that love money and the power that money can give you in your life, that's the only way they're going to find out about it. So make sure that you share And also make sure that if you listen to Apple Podcasts, that you leave a review, because again, that is how we get discovered. Until next time, guys, stay educated, stay empowered, stay on top of your career, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.